0: Hubhopper Originals To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com This is his first ball
1: Through the gap, on the offside, listen to it
0: Hello and welcome to Cricket News Podcast Season 4, Episode 4 I am Rahul Pandey and hope you're all doing well And well, we are also doing good. Thanks for asking. So kind of. Speaking of kind, this week, we were joined by the head coach of the Scotland Wildcats, Mark Coles. Mark has had quite the experience in cricket coaching and management. He has also been the head coach of Pakistan women's team. So we asked him about his story, his stories actually, and tried to understand from his vantage view, the very important situation, which is that of the women's cricket So let's not waste much time, shall we? Let's get right into it. But before we get right into it, it is time for the mandatory music ahead of the episode. In three, two, one. Hello, Mark. How have you been?
1: Yes, good. Thanks, Rahul Nice to uh, be on the program with you. And uh, good morning or good evening wherever you may be. So it's a it's a ten o'clock in the morning here. Just had my breakfast. So looking forward to chatting with you.
0: Yep, just had lunch here in India. Ah. Looking forward to our chat. That, that's the great thing about technology. We can all connect uh, to different people in different places, and that's how we are here talking to you. So, Mark, how's, how's cricket been for you recently? Have you gotten any time to watch cricket? Of course, you do watch cricket as a coach, uh, but apart from the Scotland team, have you been able to watch other teams in action around the world?
1: Like, on the- oh look, I yeah, I always keep an eye on, um, particularly probably the female game. I watched a little bit of the Vitality Blast T Twenty uh, semi-finals and finals here of the men, which I found was, was really good. Um, right. And Darren Stevens, absolute legend at forty-seven years old, it makes me think about putting the boots on, and then I think no. Um, but look, I watch. Uh, I'll, I'll catch up with the New Zealand England women's game today. Yeah. Um, I, I'll head off to the uh, Scotland Zimbabwe men's game, the final of the T Twenty this yeah. afternoon, a couple of hours' time. So that'll be uh, that'll be a good game at one all.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and then obviously the Scotland women have just come back from a successful campaign in Spain a couple of weeks ago, which. Uh, yep which, was, which yeah. was great fun and, and we had a little bit of success. So I, I do keep an eye on cricket, obviously, around the world and uh, see what's going on and, and who's doing what.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's great to hear. And talking about that, the recent cricket's been nice for you and the team, the T20 World Cup qualifiers, 4-0 if we are to talk about it as a series. Winning all the games must have been quite nice. Yes, it was. It was pleasantly,
1: uh, pleasantly surprising actually, uh, because obviously Ireland were the favourites. Um, they're ranked higher than us, but and the Dutch the Dutch are a good team and they're getting better and better. So it was nice yep. to, to beat the Irish um for only the fourth time in our in our history. So we haven't had a, a lot of wins against them, but that was nice to get a big W against them and then go on, obviously, and and win the qualifier and be able to go to the next stage. So yeah, uh and again, as we talk about Cricket and watching cricket, I've been keeping an eye on the African um, qualifiers to see who goes through there yeah. and who will face in May of June of next year.
0: Yeah, you've been, you've been very, very hardworking in terms of how you're keeping an eye on <laughs> not every team out there, but, but tell us more about your journey, Mark. I mean, how's it been for you in cricket and uh, how did the association with Scotland begin? I mean, let's start from the beginning. Where, where did the love for the game originate?
1: Oh, that came from dad, obviously, uh, from the moment that I, I could remember. I was always sort of following him. He played for Wellington in New Zealand. A. He, was, he was a decent cricketer. And then I fell in love with the game um, and started to play. And then at about 13 or 14, I had a pretty significant back injury. And I never really shook that off all through my teenage years and playing years. So then I just decided that I needed to give back to the game and umpiring wasn't my... Thing I would have given out too many LBWs for the bowlers. Uh, I wouldn't have been popular with the, with the batters. Um, so I thought, well, I'll probably get into coaching. And that was my first real uh, experience with female cricket was in 1998, 99, um, when they hadn't even played any T20s. And the game was, well, it was very infantile, probably. I mean, they'd obviously paid it for a long time, but it was just starting to turn a corner. Uh, and, and so that was my first experience of, of female cricket. Yeah.
0: yeah, How was the experience? Of course, a big, big part of your journey was, uh, was your experience uh, as the head coach of Pakistan Women's. And uh, you were with them for two good years and good they were because of the big wins in West Indies, the win in Sri Lanka. Quite a few good memories there for you. How how's that experience?
1: Oh, I still have wonderful memories of of Pakistan, um, living there, uh, and obviously saddened to see what's happened in the last 48 hours. Um, but the, the team, the team were a wonderful bunch of young females and, and just trying really hard. And we just put some really basic things in place. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, we had some success. We, as you see, we rightly mentioned, the wins against Sri Lanka and the West Indies and Drew a series in South Africa, which is pretty hard to do. And yeah. South Africa are a very good side now and showing how good they are. So against Cap and Ishmael, um Dupree, uh Wolvart, you know, that was, a, that was a it was a It was a pretty good team that we played. And and to draw yeah. one, one over there was was a pretty decent effort. And to only just go down in the in the T twenties three, two, I thought we played some pretty good cricket, but um you know, times move on. And then I went home. I needed to get home because it was too, you know, it was pretty tough um, away from family. And I just felt that things were changing a little bit in Pakistan, which I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, So I thought, well, now's the time to probably head home uh, and leave it in a better place than when I started um, the journey with Pakistan. And then uh, this uh, job came up. So I thought, well, why not give it a go and and see where we get to? And I was very fortunate enough to be able to be given the position, and I started here on uh, April the first, which, which some is April Fool's Day. Um, some do say that I'm a silly old fool, so that was probably appropriate that I I started on that day, and uh, and we've sort of had a reasonable journey from there. We we played a series against Ireland, and we were unsuccessful, but I did see glimpses of what the what the players could do with a little bit more confidence. So we came away from that, I tried a few things, didn't work. And then we came up with a bit of a formula for this trip to Spain.
0: Yeah, it clearly worked. It clearly worked for the team. Much and, and would. <laughs> yeah, and just the transition, because cricket like any other sport any other industry and just like human beings changes when you move from one country to another even even when you move from one city to another at times must have been quite the journey for you uh, so far traveling to these different parts and just exploring cricket and exploring the cultures and going ahead as a coach How, how's, how's that been like
1: yeah i, I look i think it's really really important to understand your players and and in Ireland I I probably made a few mistakes I didn't really understand well because it was only May so I I sort of only had four or five weeks with them um, before we went away and and I didn't quite understand where we were at as a group so it was really important to get to know them as individuals I think first and foremost Um, so I came back and spent a lot of time just having a few coffees and getting to know the players really well and what makes them tick and where they like to, to bat and what they like to do and what motivates them and what demotivates them and then putting those plans in place for them. So really clear individual roles, clear team plan roles and then understanding that uh, Scotland is probably a nation that is always sort of an underdog. And that's a, a little bit of like where I come from New Zealand with the exception of rugby. We we probably are the underdogs in most sports. So. I kind of get that mentality. Um, and so we, we spoke a lot about just uh, being confident within our own ability and and giving it a go, just going out there and giving it a go and showcasing our skills. and And at the end of the day, as you well know, T20 cricket, a person can change the game within three balls and the game's completely changed from yeah. where you thought you might win to all of a sudden you're on the back end of possibly losing a
0: game talking about underdogs i can certainly assure you mark in india and new zealand are not taken as underdogs no longer i mean this has been quite the journey and we have never at least from the time i started watching cricket new zealand were never re- new zealand cricket was never really underdog cricket but but yeah it's it's a good thing about sport right i mean every journey has to begin somewhere for us in india it began in 1983 when the Indian men's team won the World Cup and suddenly cricket was more than just a sport. We we had big wins before that as well, but then that World Cup win really started the journey and that's that's really how a story begins for any team. When we talk about our game and you rightly mentioned the format, T20 has made it more global in terms of fan consumption as far as the modern lifestyle is concerned uh, and more relatable to what can we say other games, you know, where the time window is there, a certain time window is there. I mean, for me, in a utopian world, I'd like to see more than 100 teams play test cricket, but that's just not the way it can operate right now. The reality is T20 has been understood as a format that can make the game grow. What are your thoughts on the format?
1: Oh, absolutely. And look, uh, India are the leaders in cricket. I mean, they're, they're, you know, the the greatest cricketing nation in terms of people following the game and loving the game and playing the game in every little space that they can possibly play it. And I'd I'd love one day to be able to go to India and experience a coaching, you know, coaching over there. But I think you've now seen that the English have adopted this hundred game recently. So that's even a little bit bit shorter in in, in terms of time. And I think we're very time poor as human beings at the moment. There's a lot going on in our lives. And so everything that is an event that is short, sharp, that we can watch, that's entertaining, people, families really enjoy that. And I think the 100 for the female game is going to take off because I think it suits them. Um, not sure about the men, but it was a success anyway. But I, I think, in, in terms of female cricket, I think that's another um, area of the game which will only grow. And I think, you know, is that is that the IPL that for women's cricket is it a hundred IPL instead of a T Twenty? Who knows what might happen there? But I think all eyes are on India, particularly for the female game, to see whether they take that plunge, that first step into into an IPL female uh competition a little bit like the australians i guess have with the big bash
0: yeah 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 most definitely we've seen we've seen quite the progress and we've seen quite the trajectory in that direction and one of the big takeaways before we come to this question uh, is uh, and i've heard this from you in one of your interviews as pakistan's head coach during the t20 world cup in 2018 it was how important it is to build role models for our game you know for young girls who want to take not just cricket just any other sport uh, i mean it, it raises the stakes way bigger than they usually are for athletes for coaches uh it's not just about winning games it's about creating a rich legacy uh, as as you most rightly said as a coach it must fill you with immense sense of pride to play a part in that
1: oh absolutely and and you know i, I think the female game is starting to be recognized as its own entity So it has its own heroes now. And instead of the current players who probably grew up with um, heroes like Ricky Ponting and Rahul Dravid, they're now growing up with Meg Lanning and uh, yeah. Manhana and, and these players that they now follow, young ladies now follow, they've got role models to follow. And I think that's hugely important. In Scotland, we've got Abtahar Maxoud who played in The 100, and the two Bryce girls that did really well yesterday. So Scotland now have some young role models. New Zealand, obviously, Susie Bates, and so on and so on that it goes. So I think that that it's creating its own little history. And I think that's really important for the game. Whereas where I first started coaching female cricket, it was more male heroes than female heroes because the game was not, not at its earliest, but it was in the early stages of transforming from, from very amateur to starting to get recognized for their efforts financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Just talked about, it's a huge thing to do. Well, time for a little break before we resume with all the cricket talk. But before that, the Cricket News Podcast Season 4 is proudly supported by Blitzpools, an app which lets you make the most of your cricket expert and cricket fantasy knowledge and ensures that you and your experience as a fan is never just restricted to watching the game. So, if you haven't already, do download the Blitzpools app. Right now, like now. And with that comes the big question. I mean, of course, we've talked about the progress. So more importantly, it is also to talk about the gaps that can still be filled because, you know, there are always discussions going around in the media circles, in uh, the cricket fraternity, as to what are the little gaps that should be filled as someone who has worked at so many different cricket places and you do have an authority on this subject, I would want to hear from you. How have you seen things change in terms of the positives that you've already mentioned? But apart from that, how would you want things to progress from 2021 with respect to women's cricket?
1: Yeah, I think it's really important that the ICC play a part here, Um, because what you don't want to happen in the female game is that the gap gets bigger and bigger. So Australia, India, England, And you're probably starting to see that happen a little bit. But then the gap goes back even further to the associate nations, Scotland, Ireland, and these other nations that are starting out in cricket, but simply just don't have the resources. None of our players are professional players. They've all got jobs. um, And we're we're trying to get to the Commonwealth Games qualifiers at the moment. It's probably gonna cost around 50,000 pounds. So, you know, I, I think that gap needs to be reduced. So you're starting to build uh, some of the associate nations, what you do want is Australia plays Scotland, but it's not as one-sided as it would be at the moment. Um, you want to try and just bridge that gap a little bit. Now, that, that's really hard to do when you're well resourced at one end and poorly resourced at the other end. So funding may need to be balanced out a little bit, in particular in the women's game, um, rather than than where it is at the moment, because the men have the our men, for instance, the Scotland men have a fantastic opportunity. A lot of them play some county cricket, so they're earning extra money and are semi-professional cricketers. Our women, we've got two at the moment that are at Loughborough, which is the Bryce girls and Abtahar Maksud's played in the hundred. Yes. But you know, Abtahar's studying dentistry. Um, Sarah Bryce is is becoming a mathematician, so they're balancing a little bit of both which which makes it really hard when you look at the other end of the scale in the australian and the england what do they do well we've got cricket training at 10 o'clock then we'll have lunch and then we've got a fitness session at 12 so they're obviously going to get better and better
0: yeah yeah this, this is this big point and even in terms of the format distribution there was this interesting interview which uh, india India men's team head coach Shravish Shastri gave just the other day where he talked about how he would want T20 in terms of the men's game to step back in terms of the bilateral series and test cricket to move forward because just the world test championship, which has been the new talk of cricket down. How do you see test cricket as far as women's game is concerned? I mean, here in India, we loved what we saw when England and India took field in that one of test match in June and I remember because it, it was my birthday and I thought like this was the best game that I could get India playing a test match after more than half a decade and just saving that from the scuff of its neck. that's that's the kind of thing which makes this format a little different right in t20 and one day it's all about just going there and scoring those runs but in test cricket you can say that if I cannot win I won't let you win as well. And we would definitely want to see that with the with the role models that you've talked about in women's cricket.
1: Absolutely. And, I, you know, there is a test match against India and Australia. The, the females are playing that four-day test, yeah. which is coming up. Yeah. And I think it's really exciting. And I think what it does do, too, is it breaks up that T20, that white ball cricket, the ODI cricket, T20 cricket, and gives them an opportunity to express their skills over a longer part of the game over a longer few days you're going to have to bat 60 or 70 overs instead of that 50 overs so it just pushes their skill base out a little yeah. bit and it becomes really exciting and yet there are some exciting draws in uh, in female cricket that have happened over the last couple of years in the ashes um, yeah. and so I, I think it's really important I think it would be great you know that Ireland woman and Scotland woman play four days of cricket or three days of cricket and get the whites yeah. out that a lot of players haven't even seen whites. So, and 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 if you relate that back to New Zealand where I've come, Susie Bates has never played test cricket. She may never play test cricket in her career, which is extraordinary for a young lady that's played 12 or 13 years at the top um, and not to have played one test. And you kind of think, are we missing something here? Is there still A market for a female test match between New Zealand and Australia, New Zealand and England, Scotland and Ireland. And that might bring out some more cricketers. And it certainly tests, as I said, their skill ability over a further, uh, over a longer period of time.
0: Yeah. yeah. You said this, and I can obviously say plus one to that. It's cricket and the fans who are missing out on all of this. and, And we definitely do. Need to take that big step ahead and I'm optimistic. That's 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 what I can be as a sports fan. Uh, I'm optimistic for the near future and we do really hope that these steps are taken in near time. Now Mark, we have an interesting segment this season in the Cricket News Podcast called The Rapid Fire. Just oh. a few questions, give you a five-second window, no pressure, just fun. Okay, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So let's, let's, let's see how your memory goes with oh. respect to the first cricket match that you remember watching. First cricket match. Uh, Wellington versus Auckland, 1974. Dad was playing. Mason Reserve. Really quick. Yep. That was really quick. Wow. Yep. Last cricket match you watched? Uh,
1: yesterday, T20 Vitality Blast, Kent versus Somerset.
0: Sound, you're sounding like a very astute engineer who's given <laughs> <a, laughs> and knows every answer. Right. Uh, okay. There's a bit of subjective one. A favorite cricket venue you've been to? and Reserve, nice, Wellington. Nice. Nice. Favorite cricket country you've been to? And just to make it clear, shouldn't be New Zealand.
1: Uh, I think Pakistan is uh, for me, but I, as I said previously, I'd love to get to India because I think that's the doyen of 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 cricket really and where cricket fanatics are and I, I just love to be around there. But uh, Pakistan is another, obviously, you know, yeah. they love their cricket there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'd really love to have you there in India. Your first childhood cricket idol, and I know the answer to this one, but yeah, let's let's hear it from that's my it.
1: first childhood item, a very I think I was two years old and I had dad's cricket pads on and they were nearly past my neck and I must, I, I should get that photo out again somewhere,
0: but yeah. I had a little
1: bat uh, and dad's pads on which were up, up to my chest and that was my first childhood memory of of cricket really, so yeah. yeah.
0: That's pads. Yeah. Oh. That is good. That is, that is, We'd we'll like, <laughs> we'll, we'll like that photo for the thumbnail of podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, your most exciting cricketer choice as of today? My most exciting cricketer. You, who do you feel is the most exciting cricketer as of today?
1: Katherine Fraser. And, nice. and I'll go to uh, Nita Da. Well, both off spinners strangely enough i should never yeah. really have backed them in but yeah catherine fraser i think is going to be a very good player okay. um 16 plays for scotland very good young player um and neither i like the way she goes about her cricket
0: yeah you just you just look at i mean this is not at all generalizing any player but you look at the number of teenagers who are playing international game today and i kind of feel like at 16 i didn't even know how duckworth lewis works i mean (laughs) i still don't even know how it works completely but yes the game is more and more younger each day best moment for you as a cricket coach
1: uh look i think the series well i'll tell you this too the most recent one this yes. the seeing the players develop, uh, and then getting to those global qualifiers and beating Ireland, I think was a pretty special moment for them. Um, and the other special moment I think for me was drawing that one day series one one, uh, and yeah. in, in South Africa and seeing the girls and and the getting the boundary off the last ball and and all that sort of thing. I think was um, was a pretty special moment for me. So those two moments stick the most in my mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and what is a dream of yours uh as, as a coach that you'd want to shape into reality
1: uh, i'd love to coach an ipl women's team in india i think that would be really amazing or just be involved in it um yeah. and maybe just be involved in the whole process of the whole thing and help setting it up and all the little plans but i think that one day i'd I, i've coached a little bit in the uk now i've coached um in pakistan obviously but i think the one the one piece of the jigsaw missing that i think fans and things and just the atmosphere and the whole thing would be would be obviously going to India and coaching and experiencing the food and the curries and everything like that. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I feel like you. lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just had it. So yeah. <laughs> no company here for you. But tell you what, if you do uh, want, you know, of course, we would want you here in India. If you do have a choice to make in terms of the franchisees, Let's have a chat. I'll, I'll let you know my bias in that direction. I yeah, know. I'd love to. Yeah. It's really recommend. Well, uh, let's, let's chat about that after the podcast. It won't be nice. Is the IPL, the Bets IPL is beginning right now. It's quite a lot of fans might get a little offended, but <laughs> that, that, it's, it's, it's been great experience talking to you, Mark. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us and we wish you and Team Scotland all the very best.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me Rahul. It's an absolute pleasure to chat to you.
0: Yeah and well that is it from us in the fourth episode of Cricket News Podcast season four. We'll be back next week. Until then stay safe, take care and stay tuned to Cricket News.